0: with Marilyn and Sarah. It is such an honor and a privilege to get some time with you. But more importantly, I know that God has amazing things for you in our time together. And just to give you an encouraging testimony, I was reading, Jeff called our prayer center, called for prayer to receive uh, God's intervention with his finances. And after receiving prayer, he called back to say that he was completely, God opened the windows of heaven and completely changed his financial situation. So Mm. I just encourage you, God answers prayer. And God answers prayer in ways that we don't always anticipate. Sometimes I think we try to tell God how to do God's job and God's like, hey, just make your request known. And God says, okay, open the door and then I can step in and do things the way I wanna do and and go probably abundantly beyond all that you ask, think or expect. So thank you partners for helping us to cover the earth with the word. And remember, if you have a need in your life, hop on the phone, get on the website, We love to pray for you. And mom, we have a really cool interview today with a really wonderful person. Oh, yes. Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven. That's awesome. This is by Robert Henderson. So I think we are really blessed to have this special guest. And who doesn't want the courts of heaven unlocked? Who doesn't? Who has said, oh, I've got all I need. I think it's a very must for everyone to watch and receive, and of course get the book. Mm -hmm. And you know, wealth is an issue for us. You know, how do we manage money? How do we manage a lack of money? How do we manage bills and money and months and all that? And then also the courts of heaven. You might be listening, thinking, what's the courts of heaven thing? Well, this is a really powerful insight that Robert has. And I've never, I'd never heard of it before. And as I got to know him and got to know his insight, his revelation in it, it was completely, Powerful and transformational. So, you don't want to miss this interview now.
1: Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life giving revelation to our modern moment. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995.
0: Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are thrilled that we get to have some time with you, but more importantly, we are thrilled that God is going to speak to you and really change some things, shift some things and give you some breakthroughs, particularly with your money. Right? Money, 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 money. That's a big deal. You might be watching and you're struggling with your money. We would love to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website. Whether you've got debt, you've got bills, or you've got decisions to make, we want to pray for you that God would help you with your money. Thank you so much for getting on the website, calling. We know that God can really help you with this. And I have a great friend, Robert Henderson. Thank you for joining Thanks, today.
2: Sarah. It's so good to be with you. Totally happy that you're Absolutely. here.
0: Totally. Now, not everybody knows you, so can you give us a quick bio?
2: Yeah, I've been in ministry for going on 40. I'm not quite 40, but, um, you know, pastor churches, uh, one primarily for 22 years and then uh, began to travel about 15 years ago and began to have a heart to equip the body of Christ to come into uh Principles, revelations, understandings that can help them come to victory, and and so my wife and I have been doing that. We've been married for forty-four years, and we have six children and eight grandchildren. So we're we live a blessed life.
0: they very nice, very nice. And Robert, you've written a lot of people know you from the whole Courts of Heaven mm-hmm. thing, right? Yes. Um, what does that mean? Kind of just broad strokes.
2: Yeah, Courts of Heaven is just a, a revelation of how to move into a spiritual dimension. Like for instance, when I first started teaching it, I left the impression it was a method praying, but it's not. It's coming into the judicial system of heaven. Daniel saw this system in Daniel 7, 9, and 10. He said, I watched till thrones were set in place. So his eyes were open and he saw into the unseen realm and knew there was a very real judicial system. And then Jesus talks about it in Luke 18, 1 through 8, where he talks about um, um, a widow coming before an unjust judge, and he puts prayer into a judicial system. Now, we're not coming before an unjust judge. We're coming before God, the righteous judge, and he's rendering verdicts in our behalf. But it's still the fact that Jesus put prayer in that judicial system.
0: Mm -hmm. And you wrote this book called Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven. So money is kind of a a real buzzword for many of us. Why did you choose to talk about money as it relates to courts of heaven?
2: Because out of our own experience to some extent, because me and my, my wife, because we struggled financially for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think she would say for at least half of our 24 years, we, we wow. struggled and, and and had to fight our way through. Well, I found out that a lot of our struggle was connected to a legal case that the enemy had against us in the court of heaven. And uh, um because that's what that widow did. She said to the judge, yeah. avenge me of my adversary. And that's the Greek word, uh, antidekos, which means a, a, a one who brings a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So he was bringing a lawsuit. Peter actually talks about this. First Peter 5, 8, where he says, be sober, be, vig- be vigilant, your adversary, adversary. Yep. the devil. So he tells us, our legal opponent is the devil. He's walking around seeking whom he may devour. So the point is, is that he wants to devour our finances. And that's what was happening to us. So I had to know, how and figure out how to go into the court of heaven and, and stop his legal rights from, from devouring what God meant for us to have. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that happen.
0: Mm -hmm. You might be watching right now. Maybe the enemy has devoured. devoured all kinds of areas of your life, devoured your finances, devoured your health, devoured your your outlook, your perspective, devoured your relationships, and we would love to pray for you that God would restore what the enemy has stolen or devoured. So hop on the website, uh, get on get on the phone, and when you do, grab your copy of Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven. Super, super helpful. You know, Robert, in chapter seven, you talk about legalism or grace as it relates to money. What I don't like, I'm, I'm. I was thinking, what? What does
2: that mean? I, that that particular chapter, that say that that saved my life. I was gonna say it changed my life. It actually saved my life because we were walking through some things, and I was always one that felt like I needed to tell God every little thing. Because I read a book years ago by Paul Yi Cho called The Fourth Dimension. Well, it was a great book. It's about how he needed to pray for a bicycle, but his bicycle wasn't coming. And God said, because you haven't told me what size, what kind, what color. And so when he did that, he got his bicycle. So I tell people classic Robert Henderson. He takes a valid spiritual principle and turns it into legalism Um, because that's what I did. I said, okay, so I need to tell God every little Things. So when I would come in regards to finances, I would say, I need this much for my kid's school. I need this much for my electricity. I need this much for water. I need this much for house and this much for car. And I, you know, right on down the line. And I did that for years, years. And all of a sudden one day I'm, I, I'm doing that. And the Lord says to me, the moment I, I start, he says, stop agreeing with me. And I was taken back, but I knew immediately what he was talking about because Matthew 20 tells the parable of those who went out and uh, or different groups who went and labored in the vineyard at different hours of the day because the owner went and hired them. The first group agreed with him. And by the way, that's the Jews. Mm -hmm. That was the Jews because they were under the law. See, that the law was an agreement they had with God that if they would do this, God would do this. Mm -hmm. And so they went on the basis of agreement. And so every other group, however, went on the basis of whatever was right. In other words, that's those of us that have come into the kingdom through grace, that we trusted the generosity, the liberality, the kindness, the goodness of 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 the owner of the vineyard. And so the Lord said, I want you to start serving me from grace. Quit serving me as a legalist, as a legalist, and saying and telling me every little thing and start serving me as grace. So this is what I started praying. I started praying, Lord, I thank you. I I I serve you from the realms of grace. And I trust your generosity, your kindness, your liberality, your goodness. I trust it, and I thank you that who you are produces in me, through me, and for me what my own efforts never could produce or what I could never be good enough to earn. I thank you for that. All of a sudden, things started breaking off, an exponential increase started coming. Simply because I stopped approaching God as one who agreed and began to trust in the goodness and the kindness of who He was. Mm
0: -hmm. You might be watching right now and and it just kind of blows your mind. You're like, wow, I never realized you have this agreement mentality. It's It's kind of transactional. I do this, God does this. I don't do this, God doesn't do this. And instead shifting that to a grace mentality. That I serve God out of love, but I trust God because of the abundance the generosity, who God is, the character of God. Hop on the website, get on the phone. We want to pray for you that God would help you to shift, shift your thinking, shift your perspective. Really, it's a fundamental shift in your relationship with God. And when you get on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy of Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven. This will be hugely, hugely helpful for you um, and really give you some breakthroughs, particularly in your finances that would be really unthought of in the natural thinking. So, Robert, when you talk about securing biblical prosperity for kingdom advancement and generational blessings, talk about the gener- when we think about generations, mm-hmm. sometimes there's this idea that some, we have poverty like my dad, my dad grew up in the Depression era, mm-hmm. right? So never enough. I mean, he's paying a, a nickel for a bag of flour that's been opened, you know, with weevils in it. That's gross. My mom wasn't happy about that. <laughs> but what happens on that generational thing? Because we may not know that we're in that generational Continuity.
2: My parents also grew up and and lived through the depression. Uh, They were quite older when I was born, but and so uh, what? Just so people won't think I'm too old. Uh, (laughs) But but so 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 they they did. They 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 went through that. And my mom would tell me this. She would tell me this all the time, or many times. She would say, "If it hadn't have been for credit, we would have ever had anything." In other words, their mentality coming out of the depression was that you borrowed. That was the way you lived. You bought bar- you paid it back. Well they were they were you yeah. you you paid your bills even if you didn't eat. That was that was the standard of our house. Right. But the fact that credit or borrowing money was was normal. It Mm -hmm. was a normal way of living. I grew up thinking, then that's what you do. If you're going to have anything, you go into debt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually a poverty, part of poverty mentality. And I'm not saying it's ever wrong to borrow, obviously, because for for different reasons, different things. But the fact that that should be normal and that you should... Uh, be content to live that way for the rest of your life. That's wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely wrong thinking. So that had to be broken off of me, mm-hmm. uh, and and I had very very low money's not really important to me on mm-hmm. it, as far as something I've I went after. Right. But at the same time, God had to bring me through that to make me understand God did want to bless me. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really true, God does want to bless us and God has blessed us. So we're gonna take just a little pause here. But while we pause, I just encourage you, grab your copy of Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven. If we perceive God as abundant and generous and, and, and opulent, then it shifts the way we think about prayer.
3: Are you or someone you know experiencing financial hardship or limits on your current level of financial blessing? For your gift of $40 or more, we will send you Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven by Robert Henderson. This life-changing book will teach you how to secure biblical prosperity for kingdom advancement and generational blessing. You will learn how to enter the spiritual dimension and engage God as righteous judge on behalf of your finances. We will also send you Marilyn's book, God's Plan for Abundance, her two CD teaching set, Soul Prosperity, and Marilyn and Sarah's CD teaching, Provision for Your Vision, and our Provision Scripture card. For your gift of $65 or more, we will include our wood wall art, featuring 2 Corinthians 2.14. This beautiful piece will serve as a reminder for you that God always causes you to triumph. Call or click today for this valuable resource.
0: Thank you so much for continuing with us as we do this interview. But you know, your prayer life I talked about prayer right at the quick second at the end there your prayer life might be hindered because of the po- of a poverty mindset. And I really want to encourage you that this book will help uh, break that poverty mindset. And you know, Robert, this is interesting. I read in here, there's this great story about taking care of a house. Right when you were first starting yes. in the ministry, um, and there was like shrubs and stuff, and and it was kind of overgrown and all that. What did that, How does
2: that relate to poverty? Well, my pastor that raised me up. I mean, he was a real stickler. I mean, in a good way. He was he was he was dem- he was not abusive on any level, but he was demanding in that he required excellence. And so I remember he came uh, when we first moved to where we were going to be to train for ministry. And we were in a red house. We were just living in a red house. And the the shrubs hadn't been trimmed, the grass hadn't been cut. And I remember he looked at me and he said, now, Robert, he said, don't come to that church until these shrubs have been trimmed this, this uh, yard has been mowed, it's been edged, it's been set in the right order. And I, I've never forgotten that because he was saying, if you're gonna be in ministry, you're gonna first have to learn how to be faithful in natural things. And so he he was teaching me that, and he was trying to put a spirit of excellence because a spirit of excellence is the exact opposite of the spirit of poverty. Mm. Uh, that, that, that when you're of a spirit of poverty, you just let things slip, you let things slide, you let things go. But then when you start seeing God's standard, all of a sudden we're we're lifted like Solomon. Solomon said the house he was building had to be so glorious and so wealthy and so rich because it was gonna reflect God. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop and think about that. Mm-hmm. If Solomon thought that then God must be a God of great abundance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And you might be watching right now and, and maybe you've let things slip. You've had deterioration in your car and where you live, your property. And it's, you're like, wow, I didn't realize it's a poverty mindset. Uh, We'd love to pray for you to break that mindset off of you and help you see God being abundant and, and liberal in your life. And, you know, another thing you talk about in your book, Robert, is like three areas of being faithful. And how does faithfulness in these three areas, how does that relate to um, generosity and prosperity?
2: Well, Luke Luke 16, Jesus actually very clearly put three distinct areas that we had to be faithful in, and that was in the small or natural realm. See, we we think God doesn't care what our car looks like, Mm. but He does. It depicts a character issue one way or the other. And so that's important. And then He talked about being faithful in what belongs to someone else. In other words, if I work for a company, I should treat that company just like it's mine. Mm. I should want its success as much as I would want my own success. Or if you work for a ministry or whatever it is. You should say, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this a success on the biggest level because I'm going to treat it like it belongs to me. And then the third area was unrighteous mammon or money. Mm-hmm. That how we handle our money has everything to do with whether we're trusted with more. He literally says that if we handle the unrighteous mammon correctly, he will trust us with the true riches. And I say the true riches is... is. Uh, um, anointing, favor, authority. I mean, all sorts of things that God, that are intangibles that God says, look, the reason I can trust you with these is because you actually proved your trustworthiness by the way you handled your finances. Mm -hmm. And so so that is our finances, how we handle it. If if we can, and by the way, when when Jesus trusted or when the master trusted them with certain talents or minas, their job was to bring increase to them. We should should never be satisfied with just what we have. Mm -hmm. We should always be saying, Lord, I want to bring increase increase to, to my master's goods even when it's natural stuff
0: mm-hmm. and I think that's tricky for us because a lot of times we think just maintenance we just mm-hmm. keep just keep doing the same thing and and a, a poverty mindset says maintenance and, and just continuity yes. not increase. And you might be watching right now, and maybe this just kind of blows your mind. Maybe you have been unfaithful in little things. Maybe you've been unfaithful in stewarding the money that you have, in stewarding the job where you work, Uh, unfaithful in just kind of overall. We just want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you to overcome some of that unfaithfulness in in your heart and your perceptions and your thoughts and behaviors. And grab your copy of Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven a uh, really, really helpful resource for you, particularly with your money. And Robert, you know, the other thing too is how, do, how can we be faithful? How can we, what, what demonstrates being faithful and stewarding the resources that we have?
2: Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that like when it comes to finances or anything, God trusts us with, I don't care if it's our children, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, I mean, we're stewards of our children. Mm -hmm. We think, well, they belong to us. Uh, And, and I guess in one sense they do, but actually they're the heritage of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So our children actually belong to the Lord. They're given to us to steward and Paul said clearly. He said the job of a steward is that they be found faithful. And when you look, like with the with the parable of the talents or the or the minus. Jesus was very clear that the one who didn't bring increase, just handed back to the master yep. what he had been given. He was called a wicked and evil servant. <laughs> right. I'm like, i like, wow, what's wrong then, with then, that? Right. I'm, like, I'm like, this is that's that's pretty that's tough. harsh. That's yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. And 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 when he used the excuse, I knew you were a hard man, gathering yeah. what you didn't sow. Yep. Watch this, or, or 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 getting what you didn't, you know, invest. He said, Jesus said that ought to have motivated you to actually have done something with it. He said, you'll be judged out of your own mouth because, and this is what I see out of that. Our revelation of God has everything to do with whether we're paralyzed or motivated. You see, this man was paralyzed because he saw God as this hard, harsh unforgiving God. But he said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm a generous God. I love you. I'm, you know, if you tried to do so, I would rather you try to do something and mess up than not do anything mm-hmm. because I want to bless faith that would dare to, to, to step out and to believe me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's that hunker down mindset. <laughs> Just hunker down, hold on to what you got. Just just don't rock the boat, baby. That's right. And
2: we just got to keep it right on course, you know, be steady. And that's why, whether it's finances or it's business or it's ministry, my, my wife says, why can't you just stop? And I said, I don't know. I, it's, it's, not, it's not like I need to prove something. I feel like I've done everything that, that God's ever called me to do. But it's because of this principle. That I will give an account, and, and this, and not out of a fear thing, but I will give an account of how much increase I brought to my master's stuff. Mm-hmm. I brought to my master's kingdom, mm-hmm. because I believe that 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 I am called, and we are called to continue to see souls saved, to continue to see people blessed, to continue to see the kingdom enlarged on every level, and finances is just a piece of that. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's true. And it's not just an American thing. I mean, that's across the board. That's That's across the world. So whether a person in Africa or Asia or South America, I mean, this is a kingdom principle.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is absolutely that we are to be bringing increase to our master's goods. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's a passion that's in my heart. That's really one of the reasons I wrote this book on unlocking wealth, because the truth is some of the things I just mentioned, You can't bring increase to those if you don't have money to do it with. And that's why the book is is, is entitled about bringing prosperity for the kingdom's sake. And not just generational blessing, but for the kingdom's sake. Because the truth of the matter is we cannot enlarge the kingdom of God in the earth if we don't have money to do it with. Mm -hmm. And so God's got to be able to trust some people with some wealth. Mm -hmm.
0: And, And the idea that it's not just a selfish acquisition, consumer mindset, what I can get. It's all about me. That's
2: right. That's a shift in the mindset. That's exactly right. Because I think we walked through that season, you know, decades ago where, you know, we were all, we were all about getting a bigger house and nicer cars or more cars or whatever. Well, you can only drive one at one time Mm and you can only live in one place at one. So it's like, and I think people discovered that it doesn't matter whether you're a Krishna, that doesn't satisfy. Mm-hmm. There's something about that. Yeah, you can enjoy it. And and by the way, God does want you to enjoy. Okay. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, he's very clear that he gives us richly all things to enjoy. God is not against things. Right. He loves it when his children are blessed. And we. it's so good to enjoy the things of God yeah. and the things he's blessed us with. But in the middle of it, I, you never forget the real purpose mm-hmm. I'm here is to expand His rule, mm-hmm. to, to, to see His kingdom purposes mm-hmm. be done in the earth on a grand mm-hmm. scale like, like the earth has never seen before. Because yeah. we believe we're going to see that before the coming of the Lord. That's true. And so
0: I just encourage you today, God has a purpose for prosperity. And the purpose isn't only for your own personal consumption and selfishness, but rather for kingdom. So grab your copy today. This book will change your life.
3: Are you or someone you know experiencing financial hardship or limits on your current level of financial blessing? For your gift of $40 or more, we will send you Unlocking Wealth from the Courts of Heaven by Robert Henderson. This life-changing book will teach you how to secure biblical prosperity for kingdom advancement and generational blessing. You will learn how to enter the spiritual dimension and engage God as righteous judge on behalf of your finances. We will also send you Marilyn's book, God's Plan for Abundance, her two CD teaching set, Soul Prosperity, and Marilyn and Sarah's CD teaching, Provision for Your Vision, and our Provision Scripture Card. For your gift of $65 or more, we will include our wood wall arc featuring 2 Corinthians 2.14. This beautiful piece will serve as a reminder for you that God always causes you to triumph. Call or click today for this valuable resource.
0: So, so happy that you've watched this program. Robert, would you please pray for our audience,
2: particularly with their finances, mindset, and prosperity? Absolutely. I just want you to know God wants you blessed. He wants to deliver you from any bondage and hold of lack and need. So, Father... In the name of Jesus, I thank you that the spirit of poverty is broken off of your people, that any and every assignment that the enemy has has said he has a right because of their own activity are issues in their bloodline. I ask, Lord, that the blood of Jesus, according to Hebrews 12, 24, would now speak in their behalf, and they would be free to prosper on every side. Even as it's said of Solomon and other kings, that they were blessed on every side. I call your people blessed on the financial side, on the family side, on the health side, on every side. I say the people of God are greatly blessed and that they will be increased, that they will no longer agree with you, but they will step into the realms of grace and trust your goodness, your kindness, your blessing, Lord, even over their life. Thank you so much for this, Lord. I know it's your passion. You have pleasure in the prosperity of your servants. Thank you, Lord, for doing this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. I agree. Amen. That's what amen means. I That's agree. Right. I agree with you and I just encourage you today that God wants us to prosper for kingdom purposes and that we can agree and come in alignment with God for his plans in our life.